I'm Lizzie. And I'm Hazel. And we're Carrot and Stick, a writing podcast that's all about trying out weird writing advice we find on the internet and seeing if it's actually helpful in fighting writer's block. For the first time in a few months. (laughs) Because we have had podcast block, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) This is hard. Getting back into things is hard. It's true. Uh, what have you been up to, Hazel? Because I feel like you've had some job changes and things. Yeah, so I, I left my old job and then I was freelance for a while and now I'm working at a new company and doing something that is closer to writing. Um, I'm currently translating, but I don't think I want to say for who because they are a big company and they're a little scary. <laughs> That's fair. I also have started working again for a big company that's kind of scary. So I feel you on that. (laughs) So probably the thing that people want to know is, are the new job situations more conducive to writing? The answer is... I think yes, for me at least. I know that I specifically at the end of the year, I always do this thing where I write a note on my phone that's just for me, where I kind of reflect on the year for myself where I'm like, oh, like, this was really great. Like, I taught myself German, and I cooked more, and I'm really happy about that. But then I was like, writing-wise, I don't feel like I accomplished that much. So I went into 2019 thinking, okay, well, last year was not that great for writing, really, overall, and then literally got offered my old, like, steady job back. And I was like, well... The thing that changed last year was freelancing full time. So maybe maybe it was the job. And I feel like that is partially true because, I mean, it's going to sound really bad, but it's like now I get paid more to do less work, honestly, than I did when I was freelance. So I feel like it frees up more energy and time in general to write for myself. So I think it was a good choice for me. What about you? Yeah, for me, I always thought that if I was freelance, I would be able to use the time that I would have spent commuting to write. But that's not necessarily true. Because like you said, you tend to fill that space with work. And then you're tired and you want to do something that isn't look at your computer. I've actually found that having the ability to like, leave my apartment and come back and have something to come back to is more conducive for writing for me. Or at least that's what I want to tell myself because I'm going to be in this situation for a while. That is fair. That is fair. (laughs) Did you use any of the carrot and stick writing techniques over the last couple months that we've been on our unofficial hiatus? So I did use um, the stickers method for a couple things. I use stickers and I want to say I use Pomodoro once or twice, but honestly Pomodoro works better for more work related stuff for me than writing per se. Yeah, same here. I I don't do it for creative writing very often, but I will do it to like make sure I stay on task at work work. What even are the other challenges? I feel like I did do something else. Well, I thought I remembered that your favorites were like pump up jams, pump up jams. (laughs) (laughs) I'm surprised that you were into calendar stickers because that was one of the ones that you didn't like that much at the time. Yeah, despite my love of pump up jams, I didn't actually use that at all. I think the only thing that I actually ended up using was calendar stickers and no social media. Mm. And the no social media is mainly to avoid video game spoilers. (laughs) That is fair. I feel like one of the fun ones that I've used sort of is the writer method where like I haven't really been like writing down every letter of that. But I will sometimes think like, what is the thing that I haven't been doing as regularly? Like, is it talk to other people? Or have I not been like exercising regularly? And like trying to have that kind of like being well rounded every day, I think is really good for like my mental health, at least. 
I was definitely more conscious of the writer method when I worked from home. Not so much now that I'm in an office again. It's like you're going to get the tea, like, automatically. Whether you want it or not. That is true. (laughs) So, the challenge that we set for ourselves a few months ago, oops, uh, and finally got around to in the last week or two, uh, is rougher drafts, which just a reminder on the idea behind this, it's basically to not proofread or edit at all while you write. Um, So I have like a little quote um, from an article called Seven Ways to Beat Writer's Block from DailyWritingTips.com that explains it. Uh, The quote is, leave out words, I, you, he, she, they, a, and the, that may help you write even faster, abbreviate freely. Later, fixing these little things gets you into a mood for work, and you end up fixing the big things too. Personally, I'm so glad we only did this for the last week and not for the last few months because I would have come out the other end hating writing. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I was like, I don't know who could actually like write this way. Like I was trying to explain it to Ben and I was like, I think in sentences, like like full sentences, I think most people do. Just abandoning pronouns is very unnatural. I think it doesn't help that we're both like very type A personalities <laughs> and we like prefer structure and order. And things that, like, when you read them later, you actually know what you were talking about. I also, I talked about this a little bit in my survey, but, like, for me, one of the difficulties of writing is often, like, those smooth transitions and, like, the connective tissue in the scene or in the chapter. And so this was just, like, encouraging some of my worst instincts, which are just, like, to only care about, like, the action and the plot points and, like, the dialogue and not care about how you get like smoothly from point A to point B. So I I don't know. It was it was good for like getting ideas down. But I don't know if it was really like good for writing excellent words. Yeah, it felt more like I had just written an outline. Or like I had written some notes to myself than I had actually written the thing. Yeah, that makes sense. How many words did you write this week? So like several notebook pages because I thought like, if I do this, by hand, surely it will be easier to like not try to catch my own typos. Yeah, I did the same thing. I started with notebook writing because I was like, I don't feel like this will I think this will be weird on a word processor, like it'll autocorrect and like try to suggest things. Not even autocorrect. It was me that tried to autocorrect. I had to like train myself out of the habit of fixing my own typos. Mm, That makes sense. That was very difficult. I didn't like that. Yeah. (laughs) I ended up working on things that were more outlines and like sketches rather than like actual chapter work just because I like I didn't want to give myself the work for later. The way that the quote frames it is that like you give yourself lots of things to fix later so that it gets you in the mood to work. But I was just like dreading having to fix all these things that I could have just fixed the first time. I also felt like last year, um, listeners may remember that I spent like most of 2018 like editing and like re-editing a book. And I really like at this point, I mean, I've always believed this, but I believe it more now than ever. Like I would rather get it closer to being good the first time than have to like be editing something forever to get it better. I guess some people like editing. I don't know. (laughs) well so it's funny like for the was this challenge a success question I literally literally wrote that I wanted to say no but like the evidence said yes but I also just like would not want to keep doing this in the future the evidence in the sense that you wrote them more words yeah like I wrote 500 words using rougher drafts during a week in which I wrote 1700 total but like 500 for like you know 
I mostly did it for like one day, let's be honest. But like, I wrote a lot of words for like how for like, in just an hour and a half of work, like it really got a lot of words down very quickly. I mean, it was a rougher draft, like, I don't know if they were the best words, but like, there's an an outline there, essentially, or at least like a very rough draft of what it could be that did get written. Your face looks skeptical. (laughs) Well, I don't know that you wouldn't have written those words if you weren't using this method, you know? You could have just had a really good day. Yeah, no, it's true. It's pretty hard to measure. Also, I might not have written them, like, you know, on the day with that method. I might have written those words, like, two days from now. Like, I got them out quickly, but, like, at what cost if it's not that good? Yeah, I guess the point of this method is that it's it's okay to not be good on the first try. That's a hard pill for, like, a type A Capricorn person like me to swallow. <laughs> Uh, what surprised you about the challenge? Uh, how many typos I make. Usually I fix them so quickly that I feel like, oh, my typing is flawless and I never make mistakes. But actually, I've just gotten very good at correcting it before I notice. Being overly conscious of that was upsetting. <laughs> oh, no. So it like highlighted some imperfections that you did not think you possessed. Well, not that I didn't think I possessed them, but like I never dwelled on them before because I would just fix it right away and like it wasn't worth thinking about for longer than a half second. And also, like, the first ideas you have are not necessarily the best ones. Yeah, that's how I felt in general, both on the typo level and on the, yeah, just like, there are words there. Words got put down, but were they the best words? I I don't know about that. Um, I feel like what surprised me, though, was that I was able to get so much down. I did like that sort of thing, very similarly to notebook writing, where it feels like you kind of free yourself from some of the expectations, you know, like it makes the writing feel like a little less precious, which can be a good thing. Again, for like writer's block, like if somebody is struggling with like not writing at all, this could be like a good way to get unstuck. But I don't think it's a good like, continuous habit. Yeah, like I thought it was good for working on sketches and something like that, where like the point of the exercise is just doing the exercise and not so much having something that you want to polish at the end. Mm -hmm. So like if you come out with like a big draft full of gobbledygook, and like a bunch of repeating words and typos. Like if you have no reason to polish it and fix it, you don't have to. Like it was a warm up and it served its purpose. Yeah, that makes sense. What held you back or hindered you this week? It didn't impede my writing in general, but I definitely felt resistance to doing the challenge at all because it seemed like such an unpleasant prospect. Yeah, it's true. Why did we pick this? (laughs) I think we thought it would be like, interesting and funny and wow wouldn't it be amusing to look back on our drafts and see how wacky they look i should have known myself better know thyself before all uh that was one of the interesting um things that i saw in that article arguing for like the benefit of rougher drafts was that if you quote like if you like look at the rough drafts of famous literature it's really impressive how messy they are and how rough they are so i was like that's an interesting argument you know, if Hemingway did it, and then I do it, we shall both be brilliant. Yeah, I don't know. What held you back or hindered you? Well, speaking of what we've been up to for the last couple months, I've been working on a new book, which has been very fun and exciting. It is a silly book about witches going on a road trip, um, which Hazel has read the first couple chapters of. But I feel like just in general, act two is always like, It's always like an easy place for things to get really muddy in any story. Um, And I just kind of feel like 
karma or hubris or whatever is like coming back to like haunt me because when I was working on act one aka like the first like three or four chapters I literally said to Ben I was like I can't wait to write act two it's going to be so fun act one is like boring and dull and I'm over it and Ben was just like you will eat those words no one likes act two everyone knows that that's like the hardest part to write of anything and I was like Nuh-uh, because the witches will be on the road trip and it will be fun. Like, I don't, all this pre-road trip stuff is what's, like, boring to me. But now that I'm, like, mired in Act 2 and I'm, like, so many plot lines, so many different characters must balance what's happening. It just feels like it's slightly out of control. Anyway, I think it's going to be okay, but I do think that being kind of, like, stuck in the endless Act 2 has been a little discouraging. Like, I just feel like I've slowed down for sure and been a little bit less excited to write. So that's been kind of kind of sad. This is like totally not writing advice and unrelated to the challenge this week. But like when I find myself in situations like that where I'm writing a scene and I'm like, Ugh, I have to write this, but like it's I feel like it's not going anywhere. Or it's dragging. Like I always think of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, which is this like very strange manga written by a man named Hirohiko Araki. And I always think, like, what would be, like, the most bizarre and funny thing that could happen in this scene possible? Even if it has absolutely nothing to do with anything that comes before or after, if you, like, find a way to work that in, it makes it kind of more enjoyable. Oh, yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a great idea. I haven't done that, like, I used to have that mentality a little bit back when I was working on my first book, and I'd be like, what would no one expect? And I'd just, like, write that thing in. So I haven't, like, thought of that like in that mindset for a while but that's a good idea especially because they're on like a road trip so like wacky things can for sure happen yeah and if it's weird you can edit it out later but like at least it gets you through the scene I feel like that's um like an interesting writing thing in general too is just trying to find the thing in the scene even if it's not what the scene is about but like the thing that excites you and like makes you want to write it even if it's like irrelevant to everything else where you're like well my favorite thing is the talking cat in this scene like Yes, I need to establish this thing and that thing, but like the cat. (laughs) (laughs) So besides that, potentially, what helped you write this week? I mean, Rougher Drafts was kind of good for just like getting over one of the humps of kind of not feeling inspired. So I'd say that was helpful. Also, over the last like two weeks, I've just been trying to be really mindful of like taking breaks from writing because I feel like I've been slipping into that mentality where I'm like, It's work. And part of the problem with this is that Ben and I are working on like a board game that requires a lot of work and a lot of writing. And so I'll be like, oh, I have to write my book and I have to work on that. And then it starts getting overwhelming. And I'm just like, work, 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 work. So like this weekend, for example, I went to a board game cafe and I played a silly board game with a friend of ours for like three hours. Like, and that was just like my morning, basically. And then I felt like so refreshed and so like, oh, yay, writing writing will be fun now. Like I just, it was a good like rejuvenating thing to just like do something that was really fun. So anyway, more fun. Yeah. Yeah. Was there anything that was inspirational to you this week or helped you out? Not inspirational so much, but I tried like scheduling time for writing this week. Lately, I've been trying to make a like hourly schedule for like my personal work and house chores and how I can like fit them in around my day work. And I was like, well, if I'm going to make this schedule, I might as well like slot writing in and see how that works. I may not always be able to like a lot as much time as I plan, but it's really nice like seeing it accounted for in my weekly overview. And I highly recommend. Nice. And this is because you bought yourself some beautiful planners, as I remember. Yes. 
It's true, yes. Um, you can do it in a normal notebook, but of course I had to go buy fancy planners. There's no shame in that. But yes, what are your goals for next week? Um, finish the chapter that I've been, you know, kind of like slowly working on. <laughs> go back and edit those r- that rougher draft and like make it readable and fit with the quality of the rest of the book. Yeah, I think those are the main things. What about you? Um, I started a character sketch for a rougher draft, so I want to finish that. Nice. Look at this. We were like rougher drafts, so pointless, but it's helping us set ourselves up for success next week. Yeah, despite how negative this episode is, it might be one of the better ones. I know, right? Like I said, that's how I felt when I filled out the survey where I was like, I want to say it wasn't successful, but I think it was. It's like medicine. It doesn't taste good, but it makes you better. (laughs) Overall judgment, rougher drafts. Unpleasant, but like bad tasting medicine can get you where you need to be sometimes. Admittedly good. (laughs) (laughs) So next week's challenge is a little silly. It is clean your workstation. I'm actually really excited for this because I love cleaning and tidying. What's better than taking all of your belongings and hiding them somewhere you don't have to look at them? (laughs) (laughs) And I sometimes do clean and tidy. I'm excited because we're going to do before and after pictures. And I'm so excited to see Lizzie's. (laughs) My before is so bad. I've like looked up from like the computer and the microphone because I record at my desk and I was literally like, there's a cable just like hanging off the top of my desk for no reason. I don't know. It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. But yeah, so that'll be exciting. I think that means it's time though for weekly favorites. Monthly favorites? Several monthly favorites? (laughs) A favorite. (laughs) No, but this was actually really easy for me. I've been reading this really good fan fiction and it's like over 500,000 words, so it's taking me a while to get through, but every chapter is so good. It's called All the Young Dudes by Ms. King Bean 89 on Archive of Our Own, and it's a serious Remus fanfiction, so that makes my taste pretty obvious from the (laughs) get-go, but it follows all of their years at Hogwarts and just every inch of it I adore. Awesome. I always want more Harry Potter in my life, so I feel you on that. Also, just because I know that not everyone thinks in word count numbers, um, like 500,000 words is longer than the fourth Harry Potter book. Just so people know, that book's around 400,000, I think. Granted, it's not a single year. It is all the years plus some. But I feel such satisfaction reading it for reasons that I can go into if you like message me on social media. (laughs) Uh, My weekly favorite was Los Espookies, which is a six episode uh show or like the first season is just six episodes on hbo um it's like a spanish language comedy that is so weird and quirky and fun and like just so unique like it's the kind of show where i just wish there was like more of this in the world basically but it's just so enjoyable and so good as like a thing to watch before halloween so like just to it's kind of hard to explain it but it's basically it's set in mexico and there's a group of like young young people who are enthusiasts for the spooky things and they set up a business to like to like do spooky things for people (laughs) but like for example like the the plot of like the third episode is that there's like a tourist town on the coast of mexico whose mascot which is like an owl with a wig uh lost its wig and so they need a new thing to bring people to the town for tourism so they hire los spookies to like make a sea monster to like get the tourists to like come to the town so it's just like weird like the premises are all strange and like 
really surreal. Like it's almost magical realism. But anyway, highly recommend. Very silly and and very quick to watch. This sounds like something I would really like, actually. (laughs) Yeah, go watch it. (laughs) Also, honorable mention to uh, What We Do in the Shadows, the show, which like just dropped on Hulu. And it's so good. I mean, the movie was really good, but they did a good job um, exploring more of the premise with with the TV show. It's quite funny. All right. So where can people find us? Well, on Twitter, we are Lizzie and Hazel, and that's Lizzie with a Y. You can also reach us and email us at carrotandstickpodcast at gmail.com. Our Tumblr is carrotandstickpodcast, and we also have an Instagram which I think is Carrot and Stick Podcast. I believe so. Yeah. Credit for our intro and outro music goes to Slime Girls. And all of the other music is by Robert Mai. See you in episode six. Clean a cat, write some words. I have never washed a cat, ever, and I don't intend to start now.